let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? What's up, Dog Nation? Jeff Sintel, dognation.com, coming at you. New format, new time, new recruiting class. We just thought we'd come at you guys with everything. Um, we're going to go back to what, uh, let me just answer the first questions off the top. We're kind of going to go back to our roots on this program, which is not me and my squeaky screen door on my porch, uh, not me in my basement with my kids coming around, but um, we're in the studio, 6 p.m. Wednesday nights. Uh, give us a lot more opportunities to bring in some guests. Give us a lot more opportunities to uh, maybe react to the news of the day especially during the off season. I will be flying solo on these programs. I might be able to drift in a special guest every once in a while, and even I'm sure we can get Connor Riley behind the glass to uh, lend his viewpoint and his voice on some things from time to time. But we've got a new Before the Hedges format, even got that green background for Before the Hedges behind us. Hope all you guys noticed that, what we're gonna do. Gonna feel a little bit like all those old school new school before the hedges programs we're going to have some online chatter we're going to have the top targets we're going to have a, a juicy interview or video package from time to time and maybe once the weeks go by we'll get back into that six-pack trivia for everybody to play along with as well but tonight we had a few special things we wanted to get to you guys and 2021 class it's hard to believe that this time ago just a week ago georgia was signing its number one recruiting class for the 2020 cycle, all the big names, all the guys, the five stars, the late close to the class, lots of storylines that wound up going in Georgia's favor, especially that finishing kick of a lot of in-state Georgians who ended up joining the program. I want to say welcome to everybody on Facebook. Welcome to everybody right now on Twitter. Um, we've got some issues right now with our YouTube group, but. Uh, Right now, we're just going to, we decided to go ahead and start our program with a, a good look at everything and looking at the 2020 class in our rearview mirror. Let's focus on our 2021 guys and our top targets. As stated before, give me about a little bit to get through some of these 2021 top targets. And then we might just have a special guest on the line to join us as well uh, as the program goes along. First of all, just want to say hello to everybody. As we get started, let's start taking a look at that 2021 class and those top targets. There was some news today as a member of this top targets class for 2021. Came up with a top schools list. We'll check that young person's name out in a minute. But as of right now, we're going to invert the thing. Everybody remembers that top gun line where uh, the plane was inverted? Well, that's kind of what our new... Top targets format is going to be like for the 2021 class on this program. So we're going to start with number 12, and then we're going to work our way down the list all the way down to number down to number one. And with that, we've got a, a guy that shows up on our 2021 top targets list for the first time. This is the version 4.0. Our number 12 guy on our top targets list. That's going to be four-star outside linebacker Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner, thing to know about Mr. Turner is he, he went to the same American Heritage program for his, soft, for his sophomore and junior seasons. That's American Heritage of Sonny Michelle, of Marshall Morgan, of Isaiah McKenzie, and of Tyson Campbell. Um, he picked up Broward County Defensive Player of the Year honors after his junior season. He's a four-star outside linebacker. Uh, just recently made a move to St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. Rangy outside linebacker type. He debuts on our 2021 top targets list at number 12. Got a lot of schools that are after him. Um, Alabama's a school. Georgia's a school. There's something different, he says, about visiting Georgia. Dan Lanning has made him a priority. Another South Florida Georgia target. A lot of folks are going to wonder, what's Georgia going to be like recruiting that part of South Florida? with all those rich recruiting targets now that James Coley is now in the Texas A&M program. Right now, Dallas Turner just took a good visit, another very good visit um, to Georgia for the Junior Day weekends in July, excuse me, in January. And now he's coming back to, uh, you know, everybody's got the dead period right now for the month of February. Nobody's going to take any visits. The on-campus contact is, is restricted by the NCAA. You'll, see, you'll still see a lot of those social media exchanges 
There'll be some texting. They can still call. They can still interact on social media through DMs and text messages. But this is a natural break in the recruiting calendar that 12 months a year, 24-7, 363, 365 news cycle and contact cycle where um, through smartphones, it gives a lot of these coaches some chances, especially the coaches on the Georgia staff, to maybe uh, take a family vacation, a well-earned family vacation in the month of February. You got Dallas Turner right there. Number 12. Number 11 on our list as we move forward with our top targets for the 2021 class. Um, you had Dallas Turner at 12. Turner is now at St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he is visiting. Uh, Turner is the nation's number 17 outside backer. Uh, the next name on the list, that's going to be a lot of that five-star stuff folks like to know about. That's Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now, Tony Grimes is the nation's number one cornerback for the 2021 cycle. I uh, got to speak to him in uh, Orlando at the Future 50. He's currently not doing any interviews for the time being, but uh, just took a junior visit, another junior day visit to Georgia. That went well. That was an important visit for Georgia because what Georgia needed to do there is, um, he told us at the Under Armour Future 50 that Georgia needed to have a great visit, a great visit in order to kind of stay among his top schools list. And that's exactly what the Bulldogs did. He actually stayed over for another day on Sunday to check out the, to check out the Bulldogs. And he, he's a name that everybody's popping up. Like, can Georgia include a pair of five-star cornerbacks for this cycle? The other name that comes to mind is Isaiah Johnson. You'll see Isaiah Johnson's name later on in this list. But for right now, you got Tony Grimes, one of those lockdown elite cornerbacks. Slowly but surely, Georgia is cornering the market on top five corners. You think about Tyson Campbell. You think about Tyreek Stevenson. You think about Keely Ringo. Jalen Kimber finished up, I believe, number six in the 2020 cycle as well. And all of a sudden, that defensive back position is looking very sporty and very robust with some of the elite athletes in the country. Um, Tony Grimes, very well, highly rated by all services. Uh, as we stated a second ago, he's the nation's number one cornerback for the 2020 cycle. Um, number seven overall prospect, another top, top 10 type, type guy, uh, Tony Grimes out of uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Already visited Georgia a couple of times. Um, there's the talk right now that could Georgia end up with two five-star corners in, that, in this class. Man, that's certainly hard for any school to be able to pull that off. But Georgia currently is in an enviable position with where things stand right now for, those, for Tony Grimes in the uh, 2021 recruiting class. Next up on our list, um, you see we added two, two names to go out to 12. I did that because there are 12 months to go until next year's signing days, at least the February signing days. But, um, so you saw two new names. But also we have a new name as well at number 10 for this week on our Top Targets Countdown. Number 10 you see is Evan Pryor, Cornelius, North Carolina. He was also at Georgia for a junior day visit. He's got some news coming this week. I would expect him uh, to name his top six schools, and I would look for Georgia to definitely be in there. Evan Pryor already told us, if you read that report on Dog Nation this week, that Georgia was going to make its top schools list. Georgia, even though he's been there several times to Georgia, was going to get an official visit even though that's one of those proximity official visits that he doesn't necessarily need to take. But nonetheless, he, he told us at Dog Nation that Evan Pryor said that Georgia will get an official visit as well. And he's looking to ballpark his idea. He's going to ballpark his, basically, he wants to make his college decision in the summer before his senior season. Evan Pryor, number 10 on the list right now for Georgia in the, uh, in the Georgia Dog Nation top targets list. Coming up at number nine, um, nine on, number nine on that list, we've got um, a name that I think everybody's going to keep in mind when, when you look at those things, when you look at the top players in the 2021 cycle. The next name on the list, is it going to be a tight end? Is it going to be an offensive lineman? Is it going to be another um, uh, offensive lineman? And you see Micah Morris. Uh, Micah was actually a higher rank last week. He was eight. You guys saw the update with Micah Morris. Remember how he had to restart and hit the reset button on his recruiting? Uh, Micah had wanted to make his decision in mid-December. I uh, was feeling a certain type of way about a lot of his schools, but then the Sam Pittman decision, the changes at South Carolina, the changes at Florida, 
the changes at Auburn caused him to rethink his decision. The young man from Camden County certainly has a very mature approach. He's the nation's number four offensive tackle. Six foot five, and he's up to 335 pounds right now. The number 42 over, overall prospect in the country. He's going to make uh, a, another unofficial. He says he's going to take unofficials to Florida and Auburn in the month of March. And then he's going to go about his walk and go about his business of uh, making his official visits. And then he'll know his college destination after he takes his official visits in the spring. You see him right there working at the opening regionals. That's him after his sophomore season. That's in the sophomore, his sophomore year uh, prior to his junior season. And, and Michael Morris made the top five. He's a name we've been talking about and watching in the 2021 cycle for quite some time. He was one of the few prospects that was able to kind of hold back five-star future Clemson five-star signee Miles Murphy at that event. And he's a guy, look at it, the size. He's working on his bend. He wants to get a little bit more flexible for his senior season. Feels really good about Georgia. Georgia actually benefited from having um, a good relationship when Matt Luke was at Ole Miss. Micah told me that him and his Camden County football team, the offensive linemen and defensive linemen, they went, they went to Oxford for a, basically a lineman-type team camp, for at least for the position, and uh, got to hang out with Matt Luke. He knew him then. He knew him there. And so there was already a really good relationship there between Micah Morris and Coach Matt Luke at Georgia. Um, Micah even told me that he felt that the, probably the best possible guy Georgia could, hind, could hire in hindsight to replace a guy like Sam Pittman would have been Matt Luke. So right there you got Micah Morris, number nine prospect. And, Another one of those big prospects for Georgia for the 2021 cycle, especially trying to maybe stay in the state and maybe kind of clean up on Peach State road graders for the 2021 class in this cycle. Next up on our list on the 2021 top targets, if you've got a guy that also just recently took his visit, it's going to be a familiar name. And I tell you, this young man is a very uncommon recruiting story, especially how he's out there in Arizona. The next name on the list is Quentin Somerville, the four-star. I think he rates now as the number 74 overall prospect on the 24-7 sports composite. But guys, the, there are a lot of coincidence that coincidences stacking up right now with Quentin Somerville. Suaro High School, that's the same high school that Keely Ringo attends where he's going to graduate from. That's the five-star cornerback that everybody knows his name in the 2020 recruiting class. But Somerville he grew up in Arizona, but oddly, um, he confesses to being a Georgia fan. He remembers watching, um, remembers really watching AJ Green catch passes for the Bulldogs in the twenty for those two thousand early two thousand teams coming up. And for some reason, he was mesmerized by that. The big stadiums, watching him on TV, he always wondered and dreamed what it would be like to play in front of that crowd. And when Quentin got the offer from Georgia. It was definitely a very uncommon reaction. He'd said that something is an offer he's been dreaming about. Now that Quentin looks back on his decision and his process and his walk going forward, he told me that uh, Georgia offer was, the Georgia offer was definitely a pivot point for his recruitment. It was a chance for him to really see um, he was a national recruit, and all of a sudden he started getting a lot more schools that offered him. He felt, based off the Georgia offer, and when he spoke to me about his Georgia uh, unofficial visit, he called it incredible. He called it special. It was one of those conversations as he listened to him from across the phone where it really sounded like he was smiling the whole time when he was talking about, about Quentin, Summer, Quentin Somerville talking about Georgia. He mentioned the growing relationship with Kirby Smart and how they talked about more than football. He mentioned about how Dan Lanning, he got a chance to know Dan Lanning really well. And Quentin's got to make his moves fairly fast because he wants to commit in June. That's for his mother's birthday. And he knows he's already going to take an unofficial visit back to Georgia and another official visit back to Georgia. Uh, very interesting in the way this recruiting goes forward. His mom and dad came along, also his, his sister. It was a highlight for his sister to be able to meet Ron Corson because, you know, another ironic coincidence here, um, his younger sister, who's a sophomore at Suaro High, wants to be an athletic trainer. and she. Uh, just so happened to get the chance to meet Georgia's, you know, world-class, uh, all-time Hall of Fame athletic trainer in Ron Corson. She really loves Georgia. It sounds like she's already dreaming about Georgia for her brother. She's already, you know, basically said that she, she's kind of given her brother uh, the notion that she's definitely not going to restrict him from choosing Georgia in the future. So it was a 
a big visit for Quentin Somerville and his family. And if you got the chance to read the story on Dog Nation this week, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, next up on our list for the top targets for the 2021 cycle, let's cycle through a few names. We've got um, uh, next on our list, we're going to move to number seven. That's Lavoisier Carroll. Running back. Running back is going to be very big for Georgia in the 2021 class. There's a lot of names. Evan Pryor, you've already seen that one. Um, you know, Lavoisier Carroll, a Georgia native out of Warren County, he's now at IMG. He's going to make his decision uh, during the summer prior to his senior season. He's going to take his official visits. Um, he's going to take his official visits uh, during the spring as well. He's going to knock that out in short order. Lavoisier Carroll, I think the way to look at these running backs is which one of these guys are the thunderbacks, the big packs, the thumper backs for the 2021 cycle. Lavoisier Carroll is one of those guys that has the speed, even with some good size, and he's faced some elite competition there um, at uh, IMG Academy. Um, moving on the list, we got the next, next guy up on our list as we try to move forward on our uh, Top targets for 2021, you saw Lavoisier Carroll there out of IMG, another highly rated running back. I think he's the number seven overall running back for the 2021 cycle. Next on the list, we get to turn the page on our next one. Number six is Isaiah Johnson, nation's number two corner. Lot to like about this guy. He lives in West Virginia. He grew up in um, Atlanta, in the Atlanta metro area. He visited Georgia recently, came in along with Tony Grimes. And, you know, Isaiah Johnson is a guy that, Man, he was at the opening last year as a junior, and you know what that means when a, guy, um, when a guy makes it to the opening during his junior year. So you've got Isaiah Johnson there, five-star corner, another ideal target for Georgia at defensive back in the class. Moving forward to number five on the 2021, 2021 top targets countdown for Dog Nation. Um, you've, got a lot of, you've got a lot of guys that, uh, that, that you want to take a good look at. Um, make sure, uh, you know, the names just keep getting big, bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger and better and better on this list. Uh, um, we've got um, number five is Cody Brown. That's out of Parkview High School in Parkview uh, in, in, in Metro Atlanta in Gwinnett County. Um, Parkview High School. Um, he's a guy that, uh, another big back, he's a guy that's considered one of the thumpers of the class. Uh, 4.0 grade point average, really Really top, really top guy to look at right there, Cody Brown. And, you know, what we'll do right now is we, while we've got uh, our top five, we're going to come back to that. But right now we kind of teased a special guest that would be joining us on tonight's uh, Before the Hedges program. And, gosh, I've been talking to this guy for a long time. Uh, I want you guys to get a chance to, to, to hang out with him a little bit tonight. That would be – let me get my headphones on right here. That would be uh, – Nation's number one overall center, recent Georgia signee, Cedric Von Prawn Granger. We have Cedric on the line, and he's joining us from, uh, from New Orleans tonight. Hey, Cedric, buddy, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm good, Mr. Sinto. <laughs> Cedric Von Prawn Granger. So, guys, here's what, here's what our format's going to be tonight. Uh, Cedric, great interview, always really good at talking to the media, always handles himself with a lot of composure. But, you know, folks, I've almost asked Cedric Von Cedric here about every every question that I possibly could. Uh, continue to find lots of interesting things about him. So we're going to take a few quick ones with Cedric just to kind of see where he's at right now. But then after that, I'm going to let you guys kind of kind of have some free for all with Cedric von Pranger, Cedric von Prong Granger. You can get an A gap, B gap, and whatever you got for him. I'm going to play the middleman and see how many of these guys, how many of these questions that you can get to about Cedric von Prong Granger. I call him SVPG a lot now. When I was talking to him to set up this interview, I said, I said, I said, it's not Central Standard Time. This is SVPG time. So, Cedric, my first question for you, bud, is um, you told me a really great story about, hey, you're, you're committed, you're signed, everybody's touting you headlines, you have your signing day parties, and then, and then all of a sudden you, you got a little bit of fame, but then all of a sudden it reaches another gear when one of the greatest players in Georgia history actually knows about you. Cedric, can you relay that story about maybe what it was like for you as maybe a true fan moment to hear that Herschel Walker actually knew about you and being, knew about you being a part of the Georgia 2020 class? Uh, that was amazing. Um, I had no idea. So we went down with, um, I did an interview with um, Will Brown and uh, Ricky Jackson, um, you know, two legends in New Orleans and, so basically, they brought me up for an interview, and um, 
you know, I was talking to Mr. Jackson or whatever, and, um, you know, he said, well, you know, you're going to Georgia, you know, I would like to get you as a touch with, you know, Herschel Walker. So I was like, you know, that would be awesome. So on the spot, he calls up, you know, Herschel Walker. And um, we got it on the phone, like, how you doing, Mr. Walker, you know? And, um, you know, <laughs> of course, he tells me, you know, not to call him Mr. Walker. He tells me to call him Herschel. Um, so I, I found that a little odd. Yeah, and he goes on to tell me, you know, he knows who I am, and uh, he was actually reading about me the previous night before um, on his way to catch a plane. So I was just in utter disbelief. I couldn't believe that, uh, you know, a great, uh, all-time great like that would know who I am. So um, it was a very humbling experience for me. Cedric, did Herschel have anything to say to you? What did he say that you remember other than, I guess that's a true oh my OMG moment when uh, one of the greatest college football players in history, I think he was – he was recognized at the championship game this year as a number two, number three overall player for college football. What's that like when that guy knows about a young man who just makes sure he blocks his man pretty well in New Orleans, Louisiana? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I wasn't thinking about much um, during that. I was still in disbelief, like, you know, man, like, Herschel Walker, like, for real? Like, this is what we're doing? So, you know, I was really in disbelief that, um, that he knew who I was. So uh, it took me a while after. It took me a while after to gather my thoughts, but um, after the fact, you know, I just got to think about it, and, and I, I really wish uh, I could have asked him a little bit more, but for the most part, he just kind of told me, you know, he's happy that I'm going to be a part of the organization and that, you know, he'll try to keep in contact, you know, take care of me if I need to be taken care of or <laughs> get me in contact with different people. So um, I really appreciate that. Cedric, we've got a lot of fans already chomping at the bit to talk to you. We're seeing some new nicknames, some one I, ones I haven't even heard of, man. I've heard, I just saw the Lone Granger pop up here. Uh, they're, they're having fun. So, Cedric, what's it like now that you, you, you've signed, sealed, and delivered? I'd imagine your phone is a lot less, is, is a lot more dr- dry these days now that all that stuff's put to bed. I mean, what's that like for you now? Do you, is, is, your, is your phone not pinging as much? Is, those those constant conversations you had to have in January does that feel like a relief to you? Well, it's it's still uh, it's still a little busy, but the good thing about this is um, there are coaches, uh, you know, media. So it's not it's not as important to answer those people because you know we have a good enough relationship to understand. Well, I might be working on a, I might be doing different things, or I might not be on my phone, or I might just want to lay out in my bed and listen to music. So um, <laughs> my phone is still busy, but. I'm to a point now where uh, I haven't really been on social media as much. I had to love down like I usually do, but uh, I'm taking a break a little bit from things and just kind of trying to build my body back up. So I'm happy that, you know, my phone isn't as, as busy as it was, but it's still busy, and I'm just happy that I can kind of take some time to put it to the side. Cedric, how tough were those the last couple of weeks when everybody wanted to take their shot at you? I know you took a late official to Alabama, late official to Florida. I'm sure when Nick Saban leans on you and says, Son, this is how it might be for you. Gosh, it's hard not to take that as, you know, the gospel a little bit. What were those last weeks like for you? Uh, yes, sir. I think for, for anybody, you know, that would be hard. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, growing up as a, as a college athlete, well, not a college athlete, but a student athlete, you know, you watch college football, and, you know, Alabama, you know, is a great program. It speaks for us. So, but I think the biggest thing that stood out for me was, um, I had to remember why, I'm not going to say I remember why, because I never thought about flipping. But I had to just, you know, make sure that I keep reminding myself that why I came to Georgia. Um, great relationship with the coaches. I have family there, great education. And also, too, I believe that they're on the verge of winning the national championship. So it was kind of one of those things where do you want to be a part of something that's established? Or do you want to be a part of establishing something? And I want to be one of those guys to help establish them. Cedric, I think one of the things that always struck me about you is your off-the-field walk. <laughs> and the way you handled yourself. I, I, I remember speaking to you, it was probably Labor Day weekend, 2018, and you're telling me you want to be a graphic designer. I listened to your dad about how when you were, and when you first enrolled at Easton, some of your coaches were like, let's get him another PE class or a weight class so he can watch film and get ready. And you know, your father articulated it to me very well that you know, my son had, a, he said, my son has a gift in art. I don't know if he has a gift in football yet, but we're not gonna give up one of his gifts and one of his passions for something that might be there. And, and then, then the way you carry yourself, man, I don't know whether this is innate for you, but it, it literally seems like you want to be the type of guy that coaches can trust and place a lot of faith in. That was evident when, I don't know, I have a lot of people on this feed know the story, but Cedric was voted a team captain 
at the playoffs for the postseason of his sophomore year at Warren Easton. Now, that's, that's a major program in Louisiana. There's a reason why they got an eagle with boxing gloves on that helmet and that logo. That's because Easton, man, those guys fight and those guys get after it and they play hard-nosed football. Cedric, has it always been a case for you where you want to be the guy that coaches can depend on, put a lot on your shoulders, and you're going to carry it? Oh, I would say so, yes. Mostly when I started off doing um, coming in early was I've always been that guy that just wanted to do right. You know, if, if something was said so to do it, you know, that's how I was going to do it. And really, that's, that's where it stems from. But as I matured as a, as, a, as a kid and as I came up as a young man in high school, you know, I started to realize how important. I would probably say around that time I became chief captain, I started to realize how important the the relationships were with your coaches. So that's really when I started to develop that. You have to be trustworthy for coaches and, and things like that. And a lot of that happens, you know, off the field as well as on the field, you know, just doing what you have to do. But I've always been that guy that wanted to do right. So I think when I fully understood how the relationships work um, with coaches and being a trustworthy guy, I think that's when it clicked. And I was just, you know what, this is the type of guy that I want to be. Cedric, last one for me, and then I'll let our, let, our, let our viewers and listeners chime in. I think, you know, one of the things that, that also is, you know, so many things. He, he bench-pressed 185 pounds 30 times to win the strongman challenge at the Under Armour. Yet, but yet, at the same time in the classroom, he's an A student. Cedric, is that, is that GPA? Where's that at right now? And maybe where do you stand in your class at Warren Easton High? Is that something that's important to you as well? Oh, okay. So, right now I'm at a 3.9. I'm class rank 12. I'm really trying to get a 4.0 this semester so I can uh, top the top 10. It's going to be hard, but I'm, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it right now. <laughs> See, that, you know, that's just Cedric, guys. As long as I've been talking to this young man, it's just, he, he just I get the same vibes from him as when I was speaking to Aziz Ojolari, a guy who started, who was a, was a team captain for Georgia as a redshirt freshman. I think the most impressive compliment, rather than his blocking or anything I can see on his film, is when you listen to Cedric Von Prahn and you talk to him for as long as I have, you get these future team captain type vibes from him. And that's just nothing deliberate. That's not him trying to sound cool for an interview. That, that's just the way he is. You see these Under Armour highlights right now. You saw guys just gravitate around him, and he just has that true leadership quality. Um, Thank you. Cedric, I got some people that want to know how they can win a Pancake King Award too, uh, or that Strongman <laughs> Trophy. Uh, Dante Eady, longtime viewer for us wants to know, what's your regimen? What what's your off-season regimen look like? What are you doing? Or what do you think you're going to be doing uh, during your off-season workouts to get ready for Georgia? Um, so lately I've been doing a lot of the, uh, the workouts that um, Georgia has given me, you know, to start getting ready and get my body right. But I'll be honest, um, I'll probably say consistency is the key, you know. Don't be one of those guys that kind of, you know, work out maybe once or twice a week and, you know, think that, that you're getting better because at the end of the day, you may be getting better, but it'll take a lot longer. So I'll probably say if you can work out five, six times a week if you really can, that'll really help. Also, too, try to live, you know, at a moderate pace. You know, always try to go up during workouts. Um, also, go up weekly, too. That helps a lot, too, even if you have to get a spot. But um, those are probably some of the things I'm saying. Also, too, um, one of the biggest things is mentality. Um, I'll be honest, there were a lot of times. <clears throat> this summer, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do push-ups and do sit-ups tonight. But it was the guys that I knew that were dependent on me. You know, those guys were dependent on me. So, hey, I'm gonna get out of bed and do what I have to do because at the end of the day, I can't ask other guys to do something for me, and I'm not doing it for them. So that's the problem. Be what I say. Do. Cedric, a couple of people have noticed your footwork. I got a couple of questions about that. What have you done to get those feet right? Is there something you got to throw a shout out to a trainer or the coaches at Warren Easton? Where did that footwork come from? Um, so early in my career, um, I started off a lot with um, Coach Ari and Luke at Warren Easton. Um, we used to do a lot of Saturday sessions to get our footwork right. So um, a lot of my footwork and technique comes from both of my offensive line coaches. Uh, Coach Span came for a junior year. So Coach Luke and Coach Stan, they got me right uh, as far as offensive line, but also worked out uh, a lot as far as like speed and agility with uh, Elbert Brock. Uh, he's a New Orleans guy. Um, he works out a couple of um, couple of NFL guys like Deion Jones and Jason Selkin. Uh, so he works out a couple of those guys, and I started working out with him. And uh, Darren helped me a lot too, just working on body control and agility. 
Cedric, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of Georgia Georgia girls on the on the feed as well every night. Jill Jill Cobb Burke has a question. She wants to know what are you most looking forward to as you go off to college. Um, that is a good question. I would probably say, honestly, just to try to work. I'll be honest. I know everybody's coming in. It'll be hard, but I'm just so excited to be around the guys, man, and just try to put in that work to get on the field as early as possible. And also, too, you know, just play my role in getting this national championship. So I'm really excited about it. But honestly, I'm really ready to be there. Senator, we've had a bunch of our viewers ask uh, basically a variation of this same question. Uh, when were you certain that you were going to sign with Georgia? Was there a moment where you're just like, drop the mic, I've heard everything, it's still final? Uh, I think you said earlier in one of your answers that you really didn't really think really hard about flipping at all. You were always comfortable. That was the word you always use with guys like me. But what, what was the moment when you felt like it was 100% locked in concrete that you were going to be a Bulldog? Um, in August, <laughs> in August, um, I mean, I know Vivian, you know, trying to make it seem like, you know, with Coach Pitt leaving, um, you know, I was a little uneasy. And I'll be honest, at first, you know, I was, I didn't know really who we were going to get, but um, once I found out it was Coach Matt Luke, I was that comfortable again because I knew how good a guy he was. So, um, I'll probably say, um, since August, uh, give or take maybe one or two weeks. <laughs> Cedric, I thought it was funny. A lot of people were asking, or asking on the feed. I've seen a question about who was recruiting you the hardest at the Under Armour game. You can, you can share your own insight on this, Cedric, but it looked to me like you guys already knew what you were doing and you guys were already vibing and working on future college relationships during that week. Maybe, you know, one of the things that, that, that happened for Georgia for the good out of the Under Armour week was I think it solidified a lot of the relationships that you guys had already maybe had in place a little bit through text messages and through visits. Oh, yes, sir. Um, so it's crazy because a lot of the time, okay, so I know for me at least, um, I'm not really too big into recruiting. So, like, you know, I meet guys and stuff like that, but I don't really sit home and kind of look at guys, you know, see, like, who's top rated, stuff like that. You know, I kind of just want to play football and focus on what I have going on in my own life. Um, but I was actually talking to Arian Smith, and, like, he didn't know who, he didn't know who I was, and I didn't know who he was, and we clicked, and then, you know, about, hey, I'm coming to Georgia. I'm coming to Georgia too. So it's kind of those things. And then, of course, you know, text the guys like Warren, who we already knew we all were uh, Georgia commits. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we knew the names, but when we were actually talking to each other at first, we didn't know that we were Georgia commits. So the, the relationship was genuine. Once we found out that we actually were, it was just like, yeah, I made the right decision. Yeah, that's a cool story. One of an uncommon story with Cedric is. You know, we wrote about that, how he basically sat down, had a conversation with Arian Smith. That was a Georgia signee already at that point. And they just started talking. And then about maybe three or four minutes in the conversation after they talked about school and track and a couple other topics, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm Cedric. And they're like, I'm Arian. And they're like, oh, I'm committed to Georgia. Well, I, I'm, I, that, that's a very funny story. <laughs> it's, un, it's one of those, oh, wow, small, it's a small world after all uh, story. Cedric, one got a question here. Uh, somebody wants to know, uh, what do you think it's going to be like the first time you run out of the tunnel at Sanford Stadium with all the smoke? Have you thought about that yet? Oh, I haven't, but I'm thinking about it now. And that is that's going to be a tough one because I've been on the field, you know, with no one in it, and it's very overwhelming. So just imagine everybody out there, you know, spinning for you and your team. That is a... Uh, that, that's going to be a big one. Um, I can't imagine how I feel, but pretty sure it's simply for my lifetime. <laughs> Cedric, uh, I think one of the last things, everybody's just basically saying that it just seems natural when you listen to him, guys. This is a guy that uh, young, men, uh, young men can rally around. Uh, Cedric, before we let you go, man, I guess in your own words, can you just describe the type of effort and commitment you will, you will make on your part? in order to try, and I, I think Kendall Milton always uses the word natties, but, um, you know, what, what, are you, what are you coming to Georgia to accomplish in your own words? I mean, what's the mindset you have coming in? Okay, so for me, the biggest thing I want to do is I want to, I want to come in and I want to show guys that I can listen first. Uh, first thing I want to do, I want to come in, I want to, I want to work and just listen. You know, just listen to what Coach has to say, listen to what the leaders are already set in place. Um, I have to say, once you earn that respect, I think that then that's when you start to step up as a leader. That's when you start to 
you know, have the right to start to tell guys, you know, hey, man, you know, let's push it a little harder. You know, let's do this, let's do that. But I think on our first, you know, I have to come in and, you know, listen, you know, um, just learn a hope. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but eventually I do want to be, you know, that team captain type guy and, you know, really just help lead us to a national championship. All right, guys. Hey, Cedric, really appreciate you joining us. I know a lot of Georgia fans wanted to hear from you, and they could tell that I just wasn't writing fiction stories when I was telling everybody how, how solid and mature and professional this guy is. It's been a, been a pleasure covering you so far, man, and I surely appreciate you making some time for us tonight. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Thank you, Mr. Patel. Take it easy, Cedric. Okay. So guys, Cedric Von Prong Granger, I mean, I write these stories and I try to reflect just what type of young man that guy is. And clearly Cedric Von Prong Granger, man, that's a guy. It was funny, some takeaways from that conversation. I, I think you turned it like when he knew he was going to commit to Georgia and sign with Georgia was back in August. I think he'd been a silent commitment for some time before that. But say for a couple of weeks, he knew he was going to be a bulldog. And you listen to him talk about what it means to him to be a leader, to be someone guys can be counted on. And I'll say it again, he just kind of oozes that team captain type vibe, uh, future team captain type vibe for the way he handles himself. You hear that part where he talked about his 3.9 grade point average right now, and he wants to buckle down and make sure he finishes in the top 10 of his class because currently number 12 in his class of graduating seniors at Easton just isn't good enough. And that's just an example of, uh, of Cedric Von Prong Granger and the type of player and the type of representative of the University of Georgia he's going to be. And hey, right off the top, what was, wasn't it fun kind of getting his reaction to the Herschel Walker moment when Herschel Walker knows your name? It's one thing for all of us recruiting reporters and folks on Twitter to, for these guys to get followers. But then when Herschel Walker, the greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time, knows about him, tells him to stop calling him, calling him Mr. Walker and to call him Herschel, that's pretty big time right there. And uh, Cedric Von Prahn Granger wound up, deservedly so, as the nation's number one center for the 2020 class. And he's not an early enrollee. He'll show up around May or June with the rest of the Georgia's number one overall rated recruiting class for the 2020 cycle. So, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed Cedric Von Prahn Granger. We've got this new time slot. You can do a little bit more with getting some of these young people on the phone rather than 3 p.m. Um, at least until football season starts. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation with Cedric Von Prahn Granger. Luckily, yeah, Cedric Von Prahn, Cedric was able to join us right in the middle of our top targets for 2021. I think we were at number five uh, on the countdown right there. We were at number five um, with our 2021 guys. And the name that we were, we were about to pop up when Cedric, you know, we were ready to get Cedric on the phone so we could talk to everybody. Um, You've got Cody Brown. Cody Brown out of Parkview, 220 pounds, Snellville, Georgia, a big thumper back. I remember Cody telling me his story. Um, now, this has changed now that Kendall Milton's on campus, but Cody Brown told me a story about um, when uh, Georgia was recruiting him and he came in for a South, the South Carolina visit. Um, and Dell McGee basically said, hey, look around. Look at all these running backs right now. You would be as big as any running back in our room um, and that's what, what Cody Brown brings to the table. He's got a 4.0 grade point average, nothing but A's in high school. His academic walk means a great deal to you, deal to him. So you see kind of a, maybe a common thread here with Georgia and a lot of these guys is they're looking for those guys that handle their business in the classroom as well and not just on the football field because this staff is starting to believe seeing guys like Andrew Thomas, DeAndre Swift, those guys that are stellar in the classroom usually turn out to be pretty good football players as well, especially when their tape and their skill set already, already maybe mandates them that they're already good enough to be in the SEC and to be a Georgia Bulldog. Next up on our list, we're going top targets 2021. Um, next, guy on the, next guy on the list. Uh, you know, and you know, one, you know, one other thing is we bring up, you know, things right there. Cody Brown, I think the next name on the list is Will Shipley. Um, that's the number four running back on our number four running back on our top targets list. But Will Shipley's a five star. He's out of Matthews, North Carolina. Do love the versatility in his game. Um, get this, guys. He caught 39 passes 
for like 600 yards for a state champion team in North Carolina. He's got a 4-4 grade point average. Excuse me, 4-3-3 grade point average. He's a 4-4 in the 40. One of his goals is either to raise his GPA or lower his 40 to where his GPA is higher than his 40. Um, great young man to talk to. Great grades. Interesting recruiting here because he's got everybody in the country after him. Uh, yet he ran for over 10 yards per carry last year in North Carolina. That's in the third highest level of North Carolina high school football. But uh, Will Shipley, he's a guy that, I mean, Stanford, Ohio State, Clemson, North Carolina, everybody's chasing him. Everybody wants him to be a part of their program. Notre Dame is another school along with Georgia that shows up big on his radar. But um, Will Shipley comes from a family where there are, I believe the number is 23 uh, alumnus, alumni of North Carolina State, including his immediate family. So there's a lot of North Carolina State Wolfpack in his family, and yet maybe Maybe the thing that stands out in stark contrast is the North Carolina State doesn't have the level or the, the type of football program that Will Shipley could play at. Georgia's prioritized him since he took a visit for the Texas A&M game. Um, Georgia started recruiting his family. Dell McGee has prioritized him. Uh, Dell McGee was there. Kirby Smart was there uh, when, when they could come visit and get on the road to see him in January. Um, so a lot of guys, you know, you're looking at Georgia's running back picture. I think maybe one of the two biggest, I guess, tipping points for Georgia in the 2021 class is, A, who are the running backs going to be? Because you've got Lavoisier Carroll, you've got Cody Brown, you've got Will Shipley. Um, you know, those are a lot, of, a lot of names right there. You know, Evan Pryor, let me make sure and include him in that group, where Georgia's going to get one of those guys. Is Georgia going to get two of those guys? When that happens... Maybe the, the running back picture and the rest of the priorities for the class fall into place. The other clear priority I see in my mind is the linebacker position, the inside linebackers and the outside linebackers. That's because Georgia only signed one outside linebacker, although Mikhail Sherman is a little bit of a hybrid where he can play inside or outside. Got the speed to play outside, but you know, what's Georgia doing at backer? You know, you know, what's Georgia doing at running back? I think when you get those two things figured out, along with the defensive back position, you ask me, the building blocks of the 2021 class, that's backers, that's running backs, and then that's defensive backs. And those are three areas where Georgia needs to make, uh, needs to continue to supply the pipeline. I know they signed two running backs in, in the 2020 class in Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton, but they could, quite frankly, you know, you see a couple of running backs move on to the NFL and Zamir White and James Cook after their third season in Athens, and they need to keep restocking that position as well. But then you look at running back and you look at, um, excuse me, you look at inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and defensive back. Georgia didn't really go too hard in the paint in the 2020 cycle, and those will become clearer needs and bigger needs um, for the 2021 class. The next name on the list, number three on our, on our 2021 top targets list. Um, that's a name that's gonna drop just one slot, um, nothing to do with what Amarius Mims is all about. Five-star offensive tackle out of Blackley County in Cochran, Georgia. Amarius Mims um, took a big visit for a junior day uh, in January to check out Georgia. And it was really a catch-up visit for Georgia because with Pittman, Georgia was his public leader. Without Pittman, initially, Alabama and LSU had crept ahead of the Bulldogs. Uh, and then he had a, a, another get acquainted, get back to normal visit to Georgia. He does feel like Georgia is still home. He does like the way Matt Luke is recruiting him. I remember Marius telling me he watched the entire Sugar Bowl against Baylor just so he could get a sense and a glimpse of what Matt Luke was like as a coach. He loved the energy that Matt Luke coached with. He thought it would be, he thought it would be, it would be a great fit um, if he chose Georgia. He thought Matt Luke would be a great guy to play for. So Marius Mims, here's what he's going to do. He's going to take some spring officials. He's told me that Oklahoma, um, USC are a couple of schools that are on his mind as he takes his official visits. LSU is another school that will likely get a spring official visit as well. But um, Marius Mims, 6'7 and a half, 320. You look at him, he's the nation's number two offensive tackle. Oddly enough, last year was his first year playing as a full-time tackle for Bleckley County and Coach Vaughn Lasseter. That's Jake Fromm's old coach at Houston County. Um, in Bleckley County in Cochran, Georgia. But um, his sophomore year, guys, he was an exclusively almost a tight end, a blocking tight end for Bleckley County. That's how athletic, athletic he is. And Amarius Mims, you know, drops just one slot right now down to number three. And 
probably you know one of the reasons for that is when I reevaluated that list for this week. You know, Georgia signed seven offensive linemen. They signed Tate Ratledge. They signed Broderick Jones. The offensive tackle position isn't as big a priority, even though it's a huge monster type potential get like a Marius Mims in this class. Uh, I think the fact that he's number three overall in the top targets already still shows a great amount of respect to what a Marius Mims can do for Georgia, potentially in the 2021 class. The number two name was a little bit of a newsmaker tonight. He, uh, that would be Barrett Carter out of uh, North Gwinnett. Barrett Carter, we're moving him up one slot because I think this guy is an indispensable piece for Georgia, a priority in the 2021 class. He's a guy that's rated right now as an outside backer. Number six outside linebacker, number number 100 overall in the 24-7 sports composite. Just wait, folks. When the industry kind of re-racks Barrett Carter as an inside backer, that's what Georgia's recruiting him as. A lot of, a lot of schools are recruiting him as because he doesn't have that ideal 6'4", 6'5", length uh, as an outside backer. Um, and yet he can make all the plays on the football field. He works out with defensive backs. He works out with corners and safeties. Uh, a good comparison for his skill set would be Isaiah Simmons. Not saying he's, he's exactly like Isaiah Simmons, but the things his coaches ask him to do and that he's capable of doing will remind me and will remind, should remind a lot of folks what Isaiah Simmons was trusted to do for Clemson in that defense. And, you know, one little bit of scouting I heard uh, through the grapevine is if North Gwinnett would have advanced to face Marietta High in the finals, then North Gwinnett was going to try and stick Barrett Carter on Rick Gilbert to try and guard him in a major postseason game because. That's the type of skill set Barrett Carter has, a three-down linebacker. He announced his top 11 tonight on social media. We had a post up on that about, about, uh, from Dog Nation. You see a decidedly Southern flair to that. O- Ohio State and Oklahoma, those are the only two schools that, that really are outside the southeastern footprint. you got five southeastern conference schools right there. You see Florida, you see Alabama, you see LSU, you see Georgia, you see Auburn. Then you see some Atlantic Coast Conference there in Georgia Tech. Duke, Clemson, and Florida State as well. Uh, Barrett Carter, in-state really means a lot to him. He's been talking to me about a lot of his top schools for some time, and Georgia Tech was always a school that ended up in there as well because he had to represent for his city and also for his home state as well. That's just the type of guy that Barrett Carter is. Number two this week on our top targets list, and we got a number one. It's the same as it ever was since version 1.0 came out on our top targets list. That is James Williams out of Plantation, Florida. James Williams is going to have some news this week. He's going to announce his top three. While some prospects announce a top 11, a top eight, a top six, I've seen a top 18 before. I've seen a top 22 before. Um, and you see James Williams, the nation's number one safety. Not quite 6'5", five, five-star prospect. I think he's number four overall. Uh, James Williams will announce his top three on February the 15th. Um, I do look for the Georgia Bulldogs to be in there. James Williams also took another visit to Georgia for junior day as well. There you go, guys. That's your 2021 top targets as we board through that list with a halftime break to talk with uh, nation's number one overall center, Cedric Von Prong Granger. If you didn't see that, if you just jumped on the Facebook feed after your evening commute, get back to that. Hit that, hit that interview back because you got a good, got to see another good sense of Cedric Von Prong Granger and what he will mean to the Georgia football program. Now we're going to head to some online chatter. Everybody wants to know maybe some, some tweets, some social media pings of interest that caught our eye over the last week since we last joined everybody on Before the Hedges. Um, one of those that, that we'll start out with um, for our online chatter is, um, I think we have the top three there for uh, James Williams, but we've got a certain specific order they're going to roll in. Connor, let's, let's start off that online chatter right now with what you got loaded up in the wheelhouse. Yep, right there, James Williams. Plays so much to honor the memory of his mother. That was a tragic passing for her, for her life. But uh, James William, he's got that B great 20 right there. He's dropping his top three on his birthday, February the 15th. Um, hashtag blessed. And, you know, one of the schools that has always been recruiting James Williams very well, and I think maybe so much it's been to the decline of their program is how Georgia's been able to swoop into South Florida with James Coley's help to get guys like Tyson Campbell, to get guys like Devon Wilson, James Cook. Uh, You know, the list keeps going on and on, South Florida, Marcus Rosamy. But Miami is a school that uh, is definitely recruiting James Williams very hard. And if you look at this recent edit, I thought this was a really cool edit. As they played up Ed Reed, the GOAT, 
um, uh, that the Canes did for uh, James Williams. He's got him with Ed Reed. That's a Photoshop right there. And you've got um, him and um, Ed Reed and James Williams making both sides of the Miami U right there. One of the cooler, one of the cleaner edits that you'll see out there. Um, thought that was good enough to make our online chatter this week. James Williams, number one on our top targets list. He's been number one on the 2021 top targets list since it debuted in early January. Next up, I want to take you, I t- take you a little tour through a couple of things we've seen on social media through our online chatter. I think we've got a lot of choices to choose from. We've got some tight end stuff to look at. We've got, um, you know, a young man out of Napa, California. You're going to hear from him on Dog Nation or read about him on Dog Nation on the pages of Dog Nation shortly. But Brock Bowers, also another visitor to Georgia for his um, junior day tour. You see Brock right there. That's his Instagram post right there. 6'3", 215. Uh, funny. He, he took his junior day visits, but this is one of those things where maybe the stars might line up a little bit for Brock Bowers. Consider this. He went to visit LSU, but that, the day he visited LSU, he clicked off three schools over a weekend. Well, Brock Bowers, that was the day the Tigers were in the Oval Office talking to President Trump. Uh, so he didn't really get to see a lot of the staff, a lot of the key guys. Didn't really get to, you know, press the flesh with a lot of the, you know, the the big-time representatives of the LSU program still saw the, the pod, still saw the stadium, still all saw everything like that. He also saw Clemson, but it was very interesting about Clemson because he went there and they told him they were only going to take one tight end in the class. And then right after his unofficial visit, Clemson accepted a commitment from another tight end in the class. And Brock Bowers, as he understands it, basically he feels that that's basically eliminated him from Clemson for this year. So the one school where he kind of got to see all the bells and whistles for his unofficial visits in January on his, at least his East Coast swing, was Georgia. Love the vibe there. You're going to read about him on dognation.com very shortly. But Brock Bauer, 6'3", 215. He's the type of guy who had a monster junior year. He ran a 4.55 laser at the opening. Um, that was in, at the end of his, in the spring of his sophomore year. Um, he had an offer from Nevada at that point, but then after that, all the stars uh, aligned for him. He was going to get all the stars he ever needed after that and all the offers. Brock Bowers, unique skill set here. He took a kickoff back 85 yards in a high school game last year as a junior, but also has this skill set where he averaged almost 29 yards per catch for over 1,000 yards out in Napa, California. And I know some of those in the, on the Dog Nation family are kind of rooting uh, to see things matriculate strongly between Georgia and uh, Brock Bowers because it'd be an awfully nice to take a trip out to wine country out in Napa uh, to be able to, to check in and be able to best tell Brock Bowers and his story. Moving on through online chat, I, wanted to, I want you to see a recent offer uh, for the University of Georgia, and it's kind of a nice little you know, chain of events of how things go. I want you to see, uh, first off, um, he calls himself Lights Out Nine, I believe, on Twitter. That's his social media handle. But this is a guy, he's a three-star prospect out of the 2021 class, and he drops a, a top 10. First of all, let's look at his top 10 list. You see all these schools on there. That's Dakota Mitchell, Rock Out Nine, excuse me. Um, he sets his top 10, and look at that. You got Alabama, Oklahoma, Florida State, A&M, Clemson, Florida, Auburn, LSU, South Carolina, and Miami. A couple days later, here's what happens. He gets an offer from the University of Georgia. Georgia, uh, you know, Mr. Mitchell, Dakota Mitchell taught, told me that um, Georgia's recruiting him, although he's got wide receiver film, lots of, you know, all-around film on his highlight tape. Georgia offered him as a safety. He's about six feet, about 170 pounds. Interesting now how after one season, George Pickens has already been, become the guy that a lot of recruits use uh, when they tweet out their Georgia edit, that's the stock photo they use now to, to, to identify and reflect the Georgia program. And then it was a day after that. Look at that, how that relationship continues to evolve. Uh, he, makes, he makes another social media tweet right there for um, Go Dogs. He's got the emoji. He's got the, the dog emoji and the, you know, light, you know, look at, you know, eyes out type emoji for uh, things right there. So it's kind of quickly how that top 10 can change. When he says his recruiting is still open to all schools, it certainly sounds like his recruiting is now open to the University of Georgia as well. Um, Got a couple more pieces of online chatter, I believe. 
I want to take you to this offense, defensive lineman in the 2021 class. That's Javari Ritzy. He's a top 165 overall prospect. Um, also took a junior day visit. Also very active and very pro-Georgia right now on social media. For those of you guys that are wondering, you know, what could be a potential defensive lineman for Georgia in the 2021 class? You saw that list of names in our top 12. Didn't see the defensive lineman, those, you know, those trench monsters, those guys that Trey Scott brings in. Didn't see a lot of those names yet who are going to become the top targets for Georgia in the 2021 uh, defensive line class. Um, you know, Javari Ritzy is a guy out of North Carolina. That's Trey Scott's backyard special because he's got a lot of connections in that state. You know, Javari's about, he's a strong side defensive end, maybe a three technique type. He's already six foot four and a half, about 265. And generally, when a young man is already over 260 in high school, that equates well, especially before his senior year. That equates well for him putting his hand on the ground and maybe playing some inside and outside um, for an SEC program. Uh, Javari Ritzy is there in the name right there. And I think um, Javari also had a top 12, and this was prior to his Georgia visit. Um, you saw the nice little glacial edit behind there, those um, Rocky Mountains or those snow-capped peaks right there. Uh, he also included Georgia in his top 12. You got a Michigan, you got Wake Forest. Look at him. He's got all his in-state schools in there. He's got North Carolina. He's got North Carolina State. He's got Wake Forest. He's got Duke. And then he's got some big boys like Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Florida. Uh, Tennessee also makes the list there as well. That's your online chatter, some of the things that we saw that caught our eye over the last week. Uh, one more thing I want to pull up, Connor. Um, we had our also, you know, considering some other names to look at there for the uh, 2021 top targets. Um, my good buddy, Brandon. Um, by the way, folks, make sure you wish him a, a happy birthday on social media. Get at him on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. Wish, wish Brandon a uh, happy birthday because today is his birthday. Sure, he's out celebrating with loved ones right now. But top targets, the remaining top targets, guys that didn't quite make that top 12 list. Bunch of names I'm going to roll through right, real quickly right here for everybody. Um, you've got, um, you ever, you're going to see some more offensive linemen on this list. You got Brock Bowers, who almost made our top 12 list. If we had a 13, I would probably put Brock Bowers at 13. Savion Bird, five star offensive tackle, wants Georgia to show him more interest. Isaiah Brevard, one of the top 75 receiver. Terrence Ferguson, we wrote about him recently on Dog Nation. I think he would have been maybe number 14 on the list. Ajayi Hall, Tim Keenan, Shmall Munden Jr., um, Javari Ritzy, you saw him well, on our kind of online chatter. Jaden Thomas out of Pace Academy and four-star Mario Williams, who visited Georgia for his junior day alongside um, Brock Vandegrift and also Amarius Mims. Those two guys are pretty good friends or as good as friends can be coming from different parts of the country. And now, like I said earlier, we don't have our six-pack for this week, but Connor, let's put, I don't know, Five minutes, seven minutes on the clock, whatever we can do. We'll go, some, we'll go for some rapid fire. We'll go, th we'll go through. You guys got questions, hit me with them, and we'll, we'll see what we can do uh, to accommodate everybody. I want to first take care of a lot of our good folks on um, the Dog Nation forum. I don't know if you guys are on the Dog Nation forum yet, but I, uh, I put in a, a question request for everybody on the Dog Nation forum. So I wanted to get some of their questions in as well. Um, uh, J-Dog has a question. Uh, he's got 5,237 posts on the Dog Nation forum. Thank you, J-Dog, for that. But he wants to know, is the door closed on Caleb Williams? Uh, Caleb Williams, I would say that door is closed. It was closed by five-star Brock Vandegrift. I uh, can't see two elite quarterbacks coming to the same program. That's just kind of portal-proofing their decision. Uh, Georgia is looking squarely at Gunnar Stockton in the 2022 quarterback cycle for their top target for the entire 2022 class. Um, J-Dog's other question was there about who looks good in the 2022 cycle. Uh, J-Dog got another question. What's the most needed position group for the 2021 class? I think it's linebacker. I think Georgia needs to get special again at outside linebacker and inside linebacker. You see guys like, um, you know, Monty Rice will be gone. Uh, Adam Anderson, Jermaine Johnson, uh, you know, Robert Beal still remained in the program, but there's a lot of guys that could be exhausting their eligibility or looking towards the NFL draft in the coming, in the coming seasons. And, you know, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, um, fellas like that. So I think Georgia really needs to go hard at the linebacker position. They really did well at wide receiver and offensive line in this class. They've got their quarterback already. I think, like I said earlier in the top targets list, I think running back and backer are the two, two position groups that speak to me right now um, about who looks good. 
Uh, Chuck O'Stick has a question. Uh, 97 post, still a junior member of our, uh, of our Dog Nation forum, wants to know how many defensive backs of Georgia are looking to take this cycle. Um, how realistic is it to finally land two five-stars in that room? Number one, I'm just going to say very honestly, not very realistic for any school to land two five-star corners, especially the number one and number two cornerbacks in any cycle. That would be unprecedented, and I think that would go into one of Kirby Smart's top ten moments as a Georgia head coach recruiter. He was able to bring two five-stars and the nation's number one and number two corners into the same class. But think about that for a minute, because when you look at the 2021 defensive backs for Georgia, for the 2021 season, there'll be no Eric Stokes, there'll be no DJ Daniel, there'll likely be no Tyson Campbell, there'll be no Mark Webb. Um, you know, maybe you would have Tyreek Stevenson, you would have Keely Ringo, you'd have Jalen Kimber, but Georgia would definitely have to restock that defensive back room um, for the uh, 2021 season, and that's why two guys like Tony Grimes and Isaiah Johnson are clear priorities. Um, Uh, Teddy has a question. He of uh, 5,387 posts on the Dog Nation forum. He wanted to know who are the five best non-committed recruits to potentially sign this cycle. That was answered by our top targets. I went James Williams, one, Barrett Carter, two, Marius Mims, three, Will Shipley, four, and Cody Brown, five. You got two running backs among the top five there that shows how muddy, you know, that, you know how maybe clearer that position look, outlook will be for Georgia when they take somebody in this class. Uh, moving on to Facebook, got to take care of everybody on Facebook here. Uh, all of our top fans on Facebook. Uh, Chris Pryor wants to know in-state versus out-of-state talent for 2021. Chris, I think it will still always lean towards the best players available. That would be out-of-state talent. But I think it would probably be, you know, one of the things Kirby did was more senior year evaluations in this 2020 class. I think it'll probably, national footprint, in-state guys, I think Georgia will probably try to wind up around 15 to 10 every cycle in terms of 15 guys out of state, the best out of state prospects they could find, and then the 10 best in-state prospects they could find. Because make no mistake about it, I say this on this program a lot, Georgia's only charge in recruiting is to sign the 25 best prospects they possibly can. Uh, John Benton has a good question. What recruit will be a obsess over for 2021? Connor, that's a very good question. I, I would say the, the recruit that um, Mr. Benton, John, the recruit that BA will obsess over the most in 2021, you know, I think his, I think his quota has been filled a little bit with um, wide receivers. He's got his quarterback already. I think he's going to be looking at James Williams and Amarius Mims. I think those are two of the bigger names that He'll be obsessing over for 2021. Uh, Chris Pryor, thanks for the shout out on that. Um, John William Adams, got a question. Any recruits say they want to go to Georgia because the best talent in the country is at your position there? Uh, well, here's what I do, uh, here's what I can say about that, John. A lot of the recruits want to come to Georgia because they know they'll be competing against the best players in the country in practice, which will make the games a lot easier. If you're an outside linebacker, you know you'll face quality offensive tackles. Quality offensive tackles like upperclassmen like Isaiah Wilson and Andrew Thomas, but also quality offensive tackles like the same guys that are being recruited in your specific position group. Uh, Steve Reynolds has a question about Christian Zachary. I like Zachary a lot. He's going to have been a late addition to Georgia, just picked up his offer late last week. I love the way he uses this platform as a, as a message to share his faith and how he feels about his faith. Uh, Steve Reynolds, uh, Christian Zachary's out of Carrollton, really fast guy. You look at his pass rush moves. The guy is very skilled, gets very low, maintains, doesn't give a big target for the offensive lineman to punch. Um, Travis McCullough wants to take another West Coast tight end. He, he liked what to hear. Uh, he liked what he heard about the, the, the Brock Bowers upset. Um, Joel Moody has a question. Joel, always good to hear from you, man. After two years removed from his surgeries, do I think that Zeus will eclipse the thousand-yard mark this season? If not, who do I think that Georgia? Do I think Georgia will have a thousand-yard rusher? I think Zamir is going to be much more like Zeus in the 2020 season. That will be his second year back, and maybe his third year from, or you know, two plus seasons from his first knee injury he suffered in uh, November of 2017. Uh, I think the Georgia line will be sporty. I think they'll be spreading guys out a little bit more. Um, I really think with with Zamir, uh, he's put in the work. It's his time. He's going to be a physically developed guy. They're going to give. He's going to go into games knowing that 
he's going to get the ball 10, 15 times a game. My dark horse pick for the leading rusher or the other guy most likely to get over 500 yards in the 2020 season is I like, I like, I like Kendall Milton a lot. I like Milton about as much as the, the chances are of McIntosh to also crack the 500 to 700-yard mark as well. I was told, you see, it on, you see some updates coming out, trickling out. Kendall Milton's already put on about 14 pounds since he arrived at Georgia. It's good weight. It's reshaping his body the way Sinclair's house of pain wants it to go. He's probably going to be at 230 when he plays this fall. And folks, I'm going to say this over and over again. It's going to be awfully hard to get Kendall Milton on the ground. Awfully hard to tackle. All these guys can be quick and have all the moves and the agility and the athleticism in the SEC that they want. But if you see Derrick Henry in the playoffs in the NFL, it is very hard to tackle a man for those contested yards. And Kendall Milton will always finish a lot of his runs with a very physical um, brand of football and will make it very hard to tackle him. And I know defensive backs will probably start taking some business decisions with tackling Kendall Milton in the third and fourth quarters of, of games. Um, guys, I, uh, we just got a new one. We just got a new format. We think of the green background. What do you think of before the hedges kind of going back to its old school roots where I just sit here and I chat about all things Georgia football? Now, in the middle of this, you know, we had uh, Cedric Von Praan Granger interview. I hope you guys sure enjoyed that. If you missed it, please uh, rewind back to the post. Go check back to the beginning of the Facebook feed because in the middle of our top targets for 2021, we had about 10, 15 good minutes with Cedric Von Praan Granger there live. You got to see, you get to hear his Herschel Walker story, and you get to see why everyone that uh, comes into contact with Cedric Von Prawn Granger is so impressed with that young man, both on and off the field. Guys, that's the first edition of our remap, revamped nightly before the hedges. I'd like to thank Connor, Connor Riley behind the glass for uh, making this thing look smooth, making this thing look so good on the other side of the camera. Um, do appreciate everybody for stopping by. Thanks to everybody for their questions. Thanks to everybody for Kroger. Thanks to everybody for checking out Kroger, checking out those daily specials as well. Make sure you guys go visit Kroger, and we thank them for all they do for us here on Dog Nation to allow us to bring you content like this every Wednesday night with Before the Hedges. For everybody out there, I'm Jeff Sintel uh, for DogNation.com, and we will see you guys again shortly. See you guys again next week. See you guys on the pages of DogNation.com tomorrow. going to drop a story later tonight or early tomorrow, which gives you my kind of really deep dive final thoughts Maybe some things you guys didn't notice, the, the things that I wanted to make clear about kind of my final reads on the 2020 signing class as a whole. Thanks to everybody for joining us. For more Dog Nation videos, check out youtube.com slash dognation.